0: This is Over the Culture Podcast, where you get to hear my spin on things I like, like music, sports, sports entertainment, movies, TV shows, and your mom. You also get to hear about things I don't like, like those with no heart, those with no soul. And I'm your bastard of ceremonies, the one gig kid, Pat Stay Black, like Alex Black, me for Sutherland, we fly talker, the most nerfed team, in podcasting, the supply, troll of trolls, G, the prince Money, of petty, Steve G. it's May 8th, 2022. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the ladies. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day to my mother. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the grandmothers. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to my aunts, to my cousins who are mothers. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to my sister. Uh, She's a mother now. Uh happy mother's day to all the great grandmothers all of that um but yeah i I gotta start off with a hot topic item uh something that happened over the week kevin samuels the youtube personality the image consultant he passed away on thursday thursday evening and at first there were a lot of mixed signals uh you know there there were reports of it being a kevin samuels and I, I can see how that could be misconstrued because kevin samuels I, I i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if there was another kevin samuels uh and it happened down here in atlanta he passed away in his apartment uh a lady was with him and you know i guess they were getting it in because he passed out on top of her and what a way to go if uh if we could pick if we can pick our ways of checking out Uh, I'm sure that would be at the top of a lot of people's lists. It's at the the top of mine, for sure. Uh, You know, right when I'm coming, I'm I'm going. Bye-bye. And he is sorely missed. Uh, You know, he kicked up a lot of dust along the way in his uh, rise to fame, rise to stardom. Uh, And because of that, unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of people, black people, who are rejoicing, uh, mostly sisters... Um, and it's just cruel Uh, you, you might not agree with his ideologies or how he went about things but he was a relationship consultant and you know a lot of people just take the the clips of his videos and they just run with it without watching the full video and the brother had about like three hour videos sometimes two hour videos when it's just not berating women and that's another thing people label him as a a woman hater and that couldn't be further from the truth he just kept it real with these women who called in uh, these women who voluntarily called into his show and asked like what am I doing wrong and he's telling them the delivery messes up the message for a lot of people it has messed up the message for a lot of people you know, the message got lost in the delivery. And some people think that, you know, his delivery was crude. Uh, you know, it's not fair. Uh, there's a lot of boohooing on that end. Uh, th- I do know women personally who actually agree with Kevin Samuels because they're not looking at it from a personal standpoint. They're comfortable with who they are as a woman and they're hearing it out. Um, like I said, he was a relationship consultant. And I know of a guy. I I know an example in Houston, Texas, a man met his wife through Kevin Samuels, so there was some light, but people overlook that because that stuff is not going to be viral. Those clips won't be shared. That's not what these internet streets are for. The internet streets are for the petty shit. They want to see a chick getting played. They want to see somebody getting put down or whatever. But like, that's not what he was about. That wasn't his agenda. He just kept it funky with these women. And the things that he would say are things that a lot of people are afraid to say. And, you know, I think over time in these modern times, uh, because of various things, people lose sense of reality. And there were a, a portion, I'm just going to say a portion of the female population that was losing touch with reality and Kevin Samuels was essential to the culture we needed a Kevin Samuels to slap motherfuckers back into reality and I've seen some things like oh ain't that karma well it's not like we're all gonna die it's not really karma cause we're all gonna die and I mean he died in probably the most ideal way a guy wants to die a straight man and they they labeled him as being a homosexual because of him being so uh, sassy with the women that's the that's the first weapon of choice right there for a lot of women if they don't dis- if they don't agree with what you're saying you're gay well he died on top of a woman so what does that tell you you can like i i disagree with people uh, but just because we have differing opinions doesn't mean I want you to die. And like, he's a black man who has a family. He wasn't out here be. Ra- he cared about his people. He cared about black people. And yes, that includes black women. Kevin Samuels was for the culture. He wasn't no coon. He wasn't no uncle time. He 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 lived his own his own way, man walked to the beat of his own drum and i saluted the brother i didn't i i don't know if that would be my delivery of how i'd go about things if i was a relationship consultant but i've i'm an advocate for whole life so there's that um but if i did that that i don't know if that would be my delivery but uh in general i always saluted the brother uh he he carved his own niche in the game and he made a name for himself and he was segueing that into other avenues he was uh, appeared he had appeared on the future video Um, he made other appearances and through the rumor mill he's going to be in the upcoming episode of Atlanta Um, and I've spoken about Atlanta it's probably one of my favorite shows if not my favorite show on television currently um, But I, I don't know. I, I just got that through uh, the Atlanta fan group that I'm in in Facebook because I'm in a lot of those things uh, because I have that kind of fucking time. But R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. Uh, condolences to your family and the people who knew you personally as a friend. Now, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, man, they're they're really good, and it's good to see that Joel Embiid is back. They, they fought back, and now the Sixers have at least one win. At least they're not going to get swept now, because Harden needed that. Harden, you're not an alpha, and you're in your waning years. Uh, I, I still i am a fan. I like you, but you're showing your true self, man. You can't lead a team to the promised land. When, when all your teammates are turning and looking towards you, man, you're going to fucking have your toe between your legs you've shown that you've shown that in Houston and you're showing that in Philadelphia but it's good to see Embiid back he was the missing piece that they needed because if they ain't having Embiid man forget it so yeah they, they still need one more game to tie it up and uh the Grizzlies man they couldn't get it done they this is their first game in Golden State and Golden State was just too much for them um it's going to be tough playing out there. I just want to see if Memphis can't do it. I just want to see somebody take these guys out before the finals. Someone, please. Uh, and I hope John Morant's not injured injured. Uh, he went out with a knee injury last night's game. Um, and they kind of need him, just like Philly needs Embiid. Meanwhile, the Bucks are taking care of uh, the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I was looking... Forward to Boston, possibly pulling it off. But I mean, I think I underestimated Giannis and Titacumpo and He is a, a monster among men. And I mean, he, he might just have the crown right now. You know, the, the LeBron era, I, th- I think we're pretty much done with it. It's over as far as like him being top dog. I think Giannis is there now. He's the defending champ. Uh, two-time MVP back-to-back MVP defensive player at one point and uh, it's just so humble like I I don't know any other player of his ilk that's like top-notch on top of the game and is just that humble like not inflated ego not full of himself Uh, he still is in touch with his childlike spirit it seems And I admire those kinds of athletes, I admire those kinds of celebrities. I I look at Dwayne Johnson as somebody like that. Uh, Some of my favorite comedians, I think that's what makes them great comedians. They don't lose their childlike spirit. Uh, And then some of my favorite rappers, uh, like the Wu-Tang Clan, who I'm going to see this year. And that's a bucket list item that I can check off. Uh, It won't be until September. Uh, the month of my birthday, it's going to be September 22nd, and they're performing with Nas, yes, that Nas, Mr. Jones, and man, I've already seen Nas, but it doesn't hurt that he's performing with Wu-Tang, and I hope they do some of their collabs at the same damn time, yes, please, at the same damn time. Best concert I've ever been to was Nas. It represented real hip-hop that night at Houston Warehouse. Just on the tail end of Hurricane Ike Everybody's electricity is just now coming back We just went through some shit, man It smelled like shit outside Never experienced a hurricane And then a couple weeks later, Nas is in town He was like a messiah And that night, you saw a mix That was a true melting pot You saw black, white, Hispanic I'm sure there were some Asians there I stood next to a white dude who lit up a joint I just Hey man, you might have hit that and he was like, yeah, man, hell yeah. It's like, dude, that that right there is hip-hop, man. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. This is bucket list year. Who knows, man? Is this going to be my final year? Don't say that, Steve. Not on Mother's Day. But I, I am seeing Rage Against the Machine this summer. And then in the fall, I'm seeing Wu-Tang Clan, two of my favorite groups in all of music. Yeah. In the same year. I, I never would have thought Zach would rejoin those guys. But here we are something else over the week Uh, on May 3rd, that was the anniversary where I opened up for Dead Preds with my buddy John Black and John Black put that together and you're gonna hear some of his new shit here later, the track is called Oh Yeah, and man, I just wanna say I'm forever grateful, I'm forever grateful for that bro man, you like you my dog for that on Friday, Jack Harlow releases his latest album Come Home, The Kids Miss You and I have to say, I was quite impressed. Um, the tr- The album is 15 tracks, 45 minutes and 4 seconds. And the features that he have are blockbuster names. He's got Pharrell Williams. He's got Drake. He's got Justin Timberlake. He's got Lil Wayne. I mean, if you going to have some cameos, psh, that's top tier. All of them. From beginning to end. And even the tracks just with him. I, I gotta say. I was impressed Jack Harlow. Uh, it, it's very uh Aubrey inspired. And it's only fitting that Aubrey has a, a cameo on there. And the one that Aubrey's on there. Is called Churchill Downs. On Churchill Downs. Drizzy is fucking snapping. Oh my god. Oh my god. Drizzy is doing the damn thing on that. Um, but yeah, you got to check this out, man. If, you are a fran- if you're a fan of Drake, you'll like this album. Jag Harlow, he's from Kentucky. I-, I think he's the only Kentucky rapper I know of that I can now say I fuck with. And Jag Harlow, I fuck with you. Also on Friday, Method Man releases his latest album. And it's called Meth Lab Season 3, The Rehab. And what do I need to say? It's Method Man. Method Man in his glory. What he does best. One of the best flows. One of the best flows, one of the best voices in hip-hop ever. That's just my opinion. What do I know? I'm just a nigga with a podcast and an opinion, but that's my opinion. One of the best flows, man, you know, it's Method Man, guys from the West Coast, uh, Andre, there's a lot. But that's a part of being a great MC, great flow, great wordplay. And Method Man is always in the pocket, man. He's in there, dog. Like skinny jeans. He's in the pocket of skinny jeans in there, just right there. He's got some familiar names in there. He's got a collab with Redman and Keras. One, uh, we got Capadonna showing up in one track in the first track, actually called Stop Crying. Um, everything on here is banging. Carlton Fisk is a name, a new name to me. Uh, Iron Mike, I'm familiar with. He collabs with Wu Tang, but yeah, man, Meth Lab season three, the rehab. It's it's Method Man. What do I need to say? But all things May 8th, in 1912, film and television production and distribution studio Paramount Pictures is founded. In 1958, the classic Hammer horror film Dracula, film starring Christopher Lee as the eponymous vampire alongside Peter Cushing, directed by Terence Fisher, is released. In 1963, the first James Bond film, Dr. No, starring Sean Connery, premieres in U.S., In 1970, the Beatles released their 12th and final studio album, Let It Be, in conjunction with the film of the same name. In 1990, Tony 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 releases the album, The Revival, and that's the one that has It Never Rains in Southern California, which is my shit. In 1992, Poison Ivy is premiered in theaters, starring Drew Barrymore, and uh, it gets pretty racy in there. I, I need to check it out. In 1995, Filter releases the album Short Bus, and man, that's the one that has a, Hey Man, Nice Shot. That is my shit. In 1998, Deep Impact premiered in theaters. On that same day in 98, Woo, starring that bald head hoe Jada Pickett, Smith, and Tommy Davison premiered in theaters. In 2007, Bone Thugs and Harmony releases the album Strength and Loyalty, but more important to me than all that shit, in 1984, Bob Marley and the Wailers, posthumously, I believe Bunny and Peter were still alive around this time, uh, Legend, they released Legend, Uh, or actually you could say Tough Gong Records released it but Bob Marley and the Whalers album Legend was a compilation album that I feel introduced most of North America to Bob Marley and the Whalers and um, you know there, there's been some criticism that they chose the, the safer more radio friendly uh, quote unquote white songs uh, that would appeal to the masses and I mean pff, I can't fault them because the songs they selected were spot on it's one of the highest selling albums of all time um i mean it's definitely the highest selling compilation album for sure for sure and i remember having this album going into my freshman year um i remember playing the fuck out of it uh the summer prior going to toronto with my family that was like my graduation from high school uh gift uh, going to toronto with my family and I had Legends by Bob Marley and the Wailers, uh, Sublime, 40 Ounce of The Freedom and Rage's first album, the self-titled Rage Against the Machine. Um, and, I, and I had it going into my freshman year at Bowling Green and I remember I lost it. Somebody stole it. Somebody stole it from me in the computer lab. Uh, you know, I had it playing actually in the computer with my headphones and I stepped out for whatever reason, maybe to take a piss. And yeah, no more. And uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite albums. H- hate to take it to a somber note. Uh, somebody out there is a fucking asshole. But like I said, yeah, karma's real. Today in sports history. In 1878, the first unassisted triple play in organized baseball was done by Paul Hines. In 1907, Boston's Big Jeff Pfeffer has a no-hitter against the Cincinnati Reds, 6-0. And on that same day, Canadian Tommy Burns retains his World Heavyweight boxing title after beating Philadelphia Jack O'Brien on points in 20 rounds in Los Angeles, California. In 1926, a fire breaks out in Fenway Park, home of the Boston Red Sox baseball team. In 1929, New York Giants pitcher Carl Hubbell has a no-hitter against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 11-0 at the Polo Grounds in New York City. In 1935, Cincinnati Red Ernie Lombardi has a double in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th inning, beating Philadelphia 15-4, go In 1946, Red Sox Johnny Pesky scores 6 runs in one game. In 1947, a movement among Cardinal players to protest its first meeting with Jackie Robinson and the Dodgers is aborted by a talk from owner Sam Bredin. In 1967, Muhammad Ali is indicted for refusing induction in the U.S. Army. In 1970, the 24th NBA championship is held. The New York Knicks beat the LA Lakers 113-91 in Madison Square Garden in New York City, winning the final series four games to three. In 1973. Ernie Banks fills in for Cubs manager Whitey Lockman, who was ejected during the game, technically becoming baseball's first African-American manager. In 1984, Minnesota Twins' Kirby Puckett debuts with four singles. And on that same day, the Soviet Union announces it will not participate in the Los Angeles Summer Olympics in retaliation for the American boycott of the 1980 Moscow Olympics. Sour Soviets! In 1988, Mike Tyson crashes his $183,000 Bentley on Varick Street in New York City. And on that same day in 88, amateur referees work the New Jersey Devil-Boston Bruin playoff games as NHL referees walk off due to a restraining order brought by the Devils. In 1993, Lennox Lewis beats Tony Tucker in 12 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. In 2014, the NFL Draft is held. South Carolina outside linebacker Jadavion Clowney is the first pick by the Houston Texans. In 2018, Seattle Mariners left-hander James Paxton hurls a no-hitter in a 5-0 win over the Blue Jays in Toronto. And that was my half ass Sports Report. Coming up, I'm going to talk about the Bob Marley and the Wailers compilation album, Legend, released on this day in 1984. We'll be black after these messages.
1: Yeah Sometimes you gotta recognize when it's all good, you know It's good Yeah It's like the first kiss from the first love That you first dug, your first buzz From your first high, from your first bud The first club that you ever hit that was turned up The deepest conversation you ever heard of the last time that you had to check in with probation And had that perfect blunt Waiting when you walked about the station Oh yeah It's like Obama's inauguration When cancer is in remission Or you're no longer a patient It's like the win and lotto combination Or that perfect Sunday cruising While some old school playing When pretty women wanna cancel Or prior engagements And y'all have conversations Where you both just start relating Like damn. I see a deeper meaning in us dating, so let's take some time, see about nine months can show what we've created, yeah, it's like the love that baby felt in incubation, that helps to guide it right when it grows up to free our nation, and uh, these type of feelings are what got me so there, when everything is so right, all I can say is, oh, yeah, we don't complain, we know the game is no fair, and we just appreciate the moments when it's all Feelings are what got me so there When everything is so right All I can say is oh, oh, yeah. We don't complain We know the game is no fair And we just appreciate the moments when it's all oh, yeah. It's like that feeling when you broke the perfect hook Or when that girl you eyeing gave a second look Or when your family say they love the food you cook Or the first time you read a black history book It's like that sunny California good weather or ripped your Joe Pesci hadn't gotten good, fellas See, this that feeling when you know hip-hop's alive Cause people like me keep it going, 365, right It's like that feeling right after you get paid Or realize it ain't no point being afraid You better get out everything that you would engage. Cause if you don't, we're probably family, you a slave The system's set up to exploit the underpaid Yo, loans defaulting, watch watching garnish partial wage Shit get real hectic and my world is in a rage But I reflect on better days, say oh yeah, then just write me another page Cause I, uh, these type of feelings are what got me so there When everything is so right, all I can say is oh yeah. We don't complain, we know the game is no fair And we just appreciate the moments when it's all Feelings are what got me so dead. When everything is so right, all I can say is, Oh, yeah. We don't complain, we know the game is no fair. And we just appreciate the moments when it's all. Right.
0: Special mention to those no longer with us. Last Thursday, we lost American internet personality, image consultant, and lifestyle coach Kevin Samuels. Born Kevin Rashawn Samuels on March 13, 1965, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, he rose to popularity in 2020 and was considered a polarizing figure based on his YouTube videos discussing modern day society and relationships. Samuels was married and divorced twice, he had a daughter. On May 5, 2022, Samuels was found unresponsive in his Atlanta apartment after a woman that had stayed with him the night prior called 911, telling the operator Samuels was complaining of chest pains and that he had collapsed. Samuels was rushed to the hospital, where he had later died. He was 57. On Friday, we lost American comic book artist and writer George Perez. Born on June 9, 1954 in New York City, he came to prominence in the 1970s as a penciler for the Avengers comic and returned to the franchise in the 1990s. In the 1980s, he penciled the New Teen Titans, which became one of DC Comics' top-selling series. He penciled DC's landmark limited series, Crisis on Infinity Earths, followed by relaunching Wonder Woman as both writer and penciler for the rebooted series. In the meantime, he worked on other comics published by Marvel, DC, and other companies into the 2010s. He was known for his detailed and realistic rendering and his facility with complex crowd scenes. On December 7, 2021, he revealed on his Facebook page that on November 29th, after having undergone surgery for a blockage in his liver, he had been diagnosed with inoperable pancreatic cancer. Given a prognosis of 6 to 12 months, he chose not to pursue treatment. Perez died on May 6, 2022, due to complications from pancreatic cancer. His friend Constance Eza wrote the next day that the 67-year-old artist passed away yesterday, peacefully at home, with his wife Carol and their family by his side. An open memorial service was scheduled to be held at Megacon Orlando on May 22nd. Also on Friday, we lost American contemporary R&B singer Jewel. Born Jewel Caples on June 12, 1968 in Chicago, Illinois, she's best known for her work with Death Row Records in the early 1990s. She was actually nicknamed the First Lady of Death Row Records. Caples died at age 53 on May 6, 2022. She had been hospitalized twice in March for an undisclosed illness. Corey Stringer was an American professional football player. Born Corey DeMont Stringer on May 8, 1974 in Warren, Ohio, he would go on to be an offensive tackle in the National Football League for six seasons. He played college football for Ohio State University and was recognized as an All-American. He was drafted in the first round of the 1995 NFL Draft by the Minnesota Vikings. On August 1, 2001, Stringer suffered from heat stroke on the second day of the Vikings 2001 preseason training camp and died as a result of the complications. Stringer was unable to complete the first practice session held the morning of July 30th due to exhaustion and did not participate in that day's afternoon session, but he vowed to return the next day to complete the morning session, which was conducted in full pads. Although he vomited three times, he did complete the morning practice session on July 31st, which lasted two and a half hours, but walked to an air conditioned shelter after the session, where he became weak and dizzy. Offensive line coach Mike Tice stated that he had not witnessed Stringer vomiting and that Stringer did not exhibit any symptoms of heat related illness. An autopsy confirmed that Stringer died from organ failure resulting from heat stroke. He was 27 at the time of his death. Ricky Nelson was an American musician, songwriter, and actor. Born Eric Hilliard Nelson on May 8, 1940 in Teaneck, New Jersey, he would star alongside his family in the radio and television series The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet by the age of 8 years old. In 1957, he began a long and successful career as a popular recording artist. The expression, teen idol, was first coined to describe Nelson, and his fame as both a recording artist and television star also led to a motion picture role, co-starring alongside John Wayne, Dean Martin, and Angie Dickinson in Howard Hawks' western feature film, Rio Bravo, in 1959. He placed 53 songs on the Billboard Hot 100 and its predecessors between 1957 and 1973, including Poor Little Fool in 1958, which was the first number one song on Billboard magazine's then-newly-created Hot 100 chart. He recorded 19 additional top 10 hits and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on January 21, 1987. In 1996, Nelson was ranked number 49 on TV Guide's 50 Greatest TV Stars of All Time. Nelson began his entertainment career in 1949, playing himself in the radio sitcom series The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. In 1952, he appeared in his first feature film, Here Come the Nelsons. In 1957, he recorded his first single and debuted as a singer on the television version of the sitcom and released the number one album titled Ricky. In 1958, Nelson released his first number one single, Poor Little Fool, and in 1959 received a Golden Globe nomination for Most Promising Male Newcomer after starring in Rio Bravo. A few films followed, and when the television series was canceled in 1966, Nelson made occasional appearances as a guest star on various television programs. In his 20s, he moved away from the pop music of his youth and began to perform in a more country rock style. After recording several albums with mostly session musicians, most of which flopped, he formed the Stone Canyon Band in 1969 and experienced a career resurgence, buoyed by the live album in Concert of the Troubadour, 1969, and had a surprise hit with 1972's Garden Party, which peaked at number 6 on the Billboard Hot 100. His comeback was short-lived, however, as his record label was bought out and folded, and his follow-up albums were not well promoted by his new label. He continued to perform live and take small television roles through the 1970s, though his label dropped him by the end of the decade. Nelson was married once to Sharon Kristen Harmon from 1963 until their divorce in 1982. They had four children, actress Tracy Nelson and twin sons and musicians Gunnar and Matthew and actor Sam. On New Year's Eve 1985, Nelson would die in a plane crash, flying from Guntersville, Alabama to Dallas, Texas for a concert. The plane he was on, a Douglas DC-3, had a history of mechanical problems. All seven passengers would die, and only the two pilots survived. He was 45 at the time of his death. Emilio Delgado was an American actor. Born Emilio Ernest Delgado on May 8, 1940, in Calexico, California, he's best known for his role as Louie, the fix-it shop owner, on the children's television series Sesame Street. Delgado joined the cast of Sesame Street in 1971 and remained until his contract was not renewed in 2016 as part of Sesame Workshop's retooling of the series. Following his departure, the Workshop stated that Delgado would continue to represent them at public events. Delgado also appeared as Louis in the TV special Sesame Street's 50th Anniversary Celebration. He began his professional career in Los Angeles in 1968. Delgado lived in New York City with his wife, Carol, and also served on the board of directors at the Bayard Rustin Center for Social Justice, an LGBT safe place, community activist center, and educational bridge dedicated to honoring Bayard Rustin through their mission and good works. In 2020, Delgado was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. He died from the disease at his home in Manhattan, New York City, on March 10, 2022, at the age of 81. Mike Cuellar was a Cuban professional baseball player. Born Miguel Angel Cuellar Santana on May 8, 1937 in Santa Clara, Cuba, he would go on to play 15 seasons in Major League Baseball as a left-handed pitcher in 1959 and from 1964 through 1977, most prominently as a member of the Baltimore Orioles who won the American League pennant in each of Cuellar's first three seasons with the team. During that time, Cuellar and the Orioles won the 1970 World Series. Cuellar also played for the Cincinnati Reds, St. Louis Cardinals, Houston Astros, and California Angels. Cuellar and Denny McLean each won the AL Cy Young Award in 1969 due to a tie in the voting. For the Orioles, Cuellar won 20 or more games in a season four times from 1969 through 1974. Along with Jim Palmer, Dave McNally, and Pat Dobson, he was one of four Orioles starters to win at least 20 games in 1971. Cuellar, nicknamed Crazy Horse because of his superstitious nature, ranks among Baltimore's top five career leaders in wins, strikeouts, shutouts, and innings pitched. In 1982, Cuellar was inducted into the Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame. On April 2, 2010, Cuellar died of stomach cancer at the Orlando Regional Medical Center. He was the third of the Orioles' 420 game winners in 1971 to perish, following Dave McNally in 2002 and Pat Dobson in 2006. Only Jim Palmer survives them. Cuellar was 72 at the time of his death. Don Rickles was an American stand-up comedian and actor. Born Donald J. Rickles on May 8, 1926 in New York City, he became known primarily for his insult comedy. His film roles include Run Silent, Run Deep with Clark Gable, Carl Reiner's Enter Laughing, the Clint Eastwood-led Kelly's Heroes, and Martin Scorsese's Casino with Robert De Niro. From 1976 to 1978, Rickles had a two-season starring role in the NBC television sitcom C.P.O. Sharky. Having previously starred in two eponymous half-hour programs, an ABC variety show titled The Don Rickle Show in 1968 and a CBS sitcom identically titled The Don Rickle Show in 1972 a veteran headline performer at las vegas hotel casinos and peripheral member of the rat pack via friendship with frank sinatra rickles received widespread exposure as a frequent guest on talk and variety shows including the dean martin show the tonight show starring johnny carson and the late show with david letterman and later voicing mr potato head in the toy story franchise he won a primetime emmy award for the 2007 documentary mr warmth the don rickles project In 2014, he was honored by fellow comedians at the Apollo Theater, which was taped and released on Spike TV, entitled Don Rickles, One Night Only. On April 6, 2017, Rickles died of kidney failure at his home in Los Angeles, California, at the age of 90, one month before his 91st birthday. He was buried at Mount Sinai Memorial Park Cemetery. Rest easy, y'all. On this day in 1984, Legend was released. Legend is a compilation album by Bob Marley and the Wailers. It was released in May 1984 by Island Records. It is a greatest hits collection of singles in its original vinyl format and is the best-selling reggae album of all time, with over 12 million sold in the U.S., over 3.3 million in the U.K., and an estimated 25 million copies sold globally. In 2003, the album was ranked number 46 in Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 Greatest Albums of All Time, maintaining the ranking in a 2012 revised list but dropping to number 48 in the 2020 revised list. As of May 3, 2022, Legend has spent a total of 728 non consecutive weeks on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart, the second longest run in history. Also, as of 29th of April 2022, it has spent 1,027 weeks in the top 100 of the UK Albums Chart, the third longest run in the chart's history. (music) The album contains all 10 of Bob Marley's top 40 hit singles in the UK up to that time plus three songs from the original Wailers with Peter Tosh and Bunny Livingston and Stir It Up, I Shot the Sheriff, and Get Up Stand Up, along with the closing song from the album Uprising, Redemption Song. Of the original tracks, only four date from prior to the Exodus album. The cassette tape release of the album featured two extra songs, Punky Reggae Party, the B-side to the jamming single, and Easy Skanking from the Kaya album. A second generation compact disc remastered by Barry Diamond appeared in 1990 on the Tough Gong label. Although the disc includes the same 14 songs, the tracks are in their original album links rather than the edited versions for single release. Legend has peaked at number 5 on the Billboard 200, making it Marley's highest charting album in the US. It also holds the distinction of being the second longest charting album in the history of Billboard magazine. Combining its chart life on the Billboard 200 and the Billboard Catalog Albums chart, Legend has had a chart run of 2,165 non-consecutive weeks, surpassed only by Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon at 2,166 non-consecutive weeks. As of the Billboard issue dated May 7, 2022, the album is charted on the Billboard 200 for 728 non-consecutive weeks. As of December 2017, Legend has sold 12.3 million copies in the U.S. since 1991 when Soundscan started tracking album sales, making it the ninth best-selling album of the Nielsen Soundscan era. The RIAA has certified Legend for selling 15 million copies, a total that includes purchases before 1991. In the United Kingdom. Legend has been certified 13 times platinum and is the 16th best-selling album in that country of all time, with sales of over 3,380,000 as of July 2016. As of April 2012, the album has sold more than 25 million copies worldwide. Despite its generally positive reception, Legend has been criticized for being a deliberately inoffensive selection of Marley's less political music, shorn of any radicalism that might damage sales. In 2014, the Phoenix New Times wrote, David Robinson, who constructed the track list for Legend, said that the track list for Legend deliberately was designed to appeal to white audiences. Island Records had viewed Marley as a political revolutionary, and Robinson saw this perspective as damaging to Marley's bottom line. So he constructed a Greatest Hits album that showed just one face of Marley's prism, the side he deemed most sellable to the suburbs. If you're looking for mass market appeal to secular progressive America, you don't include songs that invoke collective guilt over the slave trade, nor do you address the inconvenient truth that the bucolic Jamaican lifestyle of reggae, sandy beaches, and marijuana embraced by millions of college freshmen exists only because of brutal slave trade. The songs on Legend offer just a brief glimpse into his music. The definitive album of the most important reggae singer of all time is a hodgepodge collection of love songs, feel-good sentiment, and mere hints of the fiery activist whose, po- whose politics drew bullets in the 1970s. Vivian Goldman wrote in 2015, when he does get played on radio now, it's the mellow songs, not the angry songs, that get heard. The ones that have been compiled on albums such as Legend. Although they do have a point, legend still rocks. Thank you, Bob, Peter, Bunny. Y'all rest easy.
1: Wall by rest, yes, they rap by. So the line to the merchant ships. Minutes are for there to come.
0: From the bottom, but my- In today's birthdays for May 8th, turning 26 today is the American internet gangster rapper, Snitch9. Happy 32nd birthday to American basketball player, Kimba Walker. Happy 35th birthday to American football player and former cowboy, Felix Jones. Happy 39th birthday to American football player and former Cleveland Brown, Lawrence Vickers. Turning 47 A day is Spanish-American singer, songwriter, producer, and actor, Enrique Iglesias. Happy 58th birthday to American actress and director, Melissa Gilbert. Turning 59 is French director and screenwriter, Michelle Gondry. Happy 63rd birthday to American football player, sportscaster, Super Bowl winner, and Hall of Famer, Ronnie Lott. Happy 64th birthday to American football player and coach, Lovie Smith. Happy 65th birthday to American football player, coach, good old Sergeant Slaughter Chin, Bill Cower. Turning 77 is the Dutch-American drummer from the legendary band Van Halen, Alex Van Halen. And turning 71 years old today, American basketball player and coach, Mike D'Antoni. So that wraps up another edition of Over the Culture Podcast. Please make sure to check out my other show, Happen in the 90s with my buddy Matt G, every Thursday. Crush Gazzam with Kendra every Wednesday, B3F Podcast, as well as Don't Worry, B Movies with Amanda and Wade. Y'all be cool now. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Peace.